After a Veterans Day for Jack Abraham, could the backup quarterback position be coming into focus for Missouri? This plus lots of other observations from Missouri's open practice and more right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball five days a week. Thanks for sending your friends and fellow Mizzou alums and fans to LockedOnMizzou.com where you can find us wherever you get your podcasts and, of course, on YouTube as well. And of course, this past Saturday, Missouri did have an open practice. Of course, wasn't all that open to the media. The word went out apparently that media members not allowed to tweet out information during said open practice or take any pictures. Again, despite the fact that this practice is open to the public, we've truly gotten to the point of absurdity here in terms of media control in Columbia. But you know, I've I've mentioned this a lot. I, I promise we'll get to we'll get to football right after this this just observation. This is the baseline, though. This is what football teams do now. I understand that this was not invented by Missouri or Eli Drinkwitz. In fact, this trend started under Gary Pinkle. Once the SEC actually came to fruition, Tigers didn't have such a great 2012, and it seemed like ever since then, the lack of media access, it's just the the trend has been downward. So now it's just sort of gotten to the point where I don't know why anybody would even try to get a press pass. But hey... That's just me. But we did get some at least decent, some interesting tidbits of information, though, by people who were at the practice, by the way. And one thing I've been sort of championing this offseason, I think Missouri, with its seemingly its plethora of wide receivers, at least, you know, potential if not proven talent, but plenty of potential, especially in the second string at the wide receiver position. Why not run a little bit more 10 personnel? Why not run more four wide receivers with zero tight ends? Because that tight end position, not a lot of proven production there. Speaking of some proven production on the back end maybe of that wide receiver group, well, there's almost zero proven production at tight ends right now. So I think that's interesting to see that, and I think that's a positive sign that Drinkwitz is maybe willing to get out of his preferred mode of having at least one tight end on the field pretty much at all times. And another thing with the wide receivers, another interesting note is that Mookie Cooper seemed to be taking quite a few snaps on the outside. Now he played exclusively inside in the slot last season for the Tigers. And a lot of people online I've seen already, a lot of Power Mizzou posters, message board posters, all that good stuff, have said that this makes no sense. And I have to say, I was surprised by that. Now, will it work out 100%? I mean, hey, we'll see. You can be a skeptic for sure on any type of football move, but no sense? See, that just has to be completely based on the fact that Mookie Cooper's a relatively short guy at receiver. He's maybe 5'7", five, 5'8". Five I don't know. I haven't put a tape measure on him recently, I have to admit. But He's not the biggest guy on the team, that's for darn sure. So 
the conventional wisdom is, hey, you put those guys, the shorter guys on the inside, the taller guys on the outside. But guess what? How about somebody who can, on the outside of the defense, who can truly threaten that defense deep? Because there's a ton of value in that, especially when you consider a couple different things, in my opinion. Number one, in theory, Missouri should be a more diverse running team this year based on the fact that Brady Cook is a much better runner of the football than Connor Basilak was. And frankly, even if it's not Brady Cook, if it's Sam Horn, if it's Tyler Macon, certainly to a lesser extent Jack Abraham, and we'll get to Jack Abraham here in a second, but when it comes to Horn and Macon, those guys can run the football too. So what I think that means defensively is you're going to have to account for that more. You may have to put an additional run defender into the box, whereas in the past against Missouri, certainly last season, you didn't worry about that so much. You were really only worried about stopping Tyler Beatty in the rushing game, and you weren't worried about the backside of the of the zone read type game, for instance. But if you have to account for that, well, you can't cover everything. So what does that mean? Well, Missouri might be seeing a decent amount of single high safety as opposed to two high safety defense. And with Luther Burden in the fold, this is the other factor here. Well, if there's going to be a single high safety, you got to think that guy's going to be eking toward whichever side of the field that Luther Burden is on. So that means if you got a guy like Mookie Cooper out there on the outside, if he's able to win one-on-one, simply just running right down the field on a streak route, a nine route, if you want to call it that, there is tremendous value in that. That's going to put the fear, the fear of, of, that's going to put the fear into any defensive coordinator having to put basically their second best corner on a guy who was, used to be a five-star player, went to Ohio State. Guess what? Mookie Cooper may never totally live up to that five-star status that he had coming out of high school. But again, if he's just fast enough to blow by one guy and there's no safety help over there, well, he might be striking up the band a few times this season. But speaking of that outside position, it's certainly not just Mookie Cooper. I expect Toski Dove to have another solid season. And frankly, Chance Looper is somebody that I haven't talked about enough on this program because... He looked really good in the spring game to me, and I thought he looked physically like he had transformed his body a little bit. Now, he still has that same incredibly tiny waist of his, and that's, that's not an insult, by the way. I mean, I'm, he, looks like a, he looks like an action figure, basically, but suddenly he's filled out quite a bit in that lanky frame of his, and I thought he looked excellent in the spring game in, in very limited in the limited time that I got to see him and so far if you just read the tea leaves whatever information we get coming out of camp so far it appears that's carried over and I think he's going to be a big part of the passing game this season oh and by the way I, I apologize I meant to do this at the top of the show but I do want to issue a quick correction if you listen to my show on Friday with John Garcia the director of college football recruiting over at Sports Illustrated well, great show, number one. I really enjoyed that, and I think you will too, so definitely check that out. But I did, I did, I was erroneously and have been erroneously referring to Missouri's four-star 
quarterback as Gabari Johnson. Well, it's actually pronounced Jabari Johnson, like Jabari Brown, the former Missouri basketball player. So my apologies there. We'll certainly go with Jabari from here on out. And coming up, I do want to get into Eli Drinkwitz, I would say somewhat dubious explanation for why Jack Abraham was not available for anything this past this past week. He wasn't out there for for the open portion of practice anyway, the open public practice on Saturday. Bit of a mystery to me, but that may explain a few things for that Missouri backup quarterback position. So let's get to that. But first, I do want to tell you about betonline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. And I tell you what, even though they're the best place to go, if you're going to take 14 to 1 on the Lakers to win the title next year, I'll take that money. Give me that action. Give me all of that Lakers at 14 to 1 action. Don't fool yourself, people. That ain't happening. But the Nets at 14 to 1, that one I could actually see. Maybe Kevin Durant sticks around. Stranger things have happened. Now they'll have to figure out something with Ben Simmons. But regardless, maybe you're bored by this NBA talk. Maybe you're more into Major League Baseball, hockey, MMA, esports, golf, whatever it might be. Guess what? They've got you covered at Bet Online. Head there today. Use your mobile device or your computer to figure out what's happening today at Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks again for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. The ultimate college football preview is here, by the way, a seven-episode preview with college experts, local team experts, and your Odyssey college football insiders. Everything you need to be ready for this season all in one spot. Just search for Ultimate College Football Preview in your Odyssey app, on YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I have to say, again, Eli Drinkwitz said, hey, what, of course he was asked after the public practice on Saturday, hey, where, where was Jack Abraham? Why was he not dressed out today? And he called it, well, Jack was just getting a veteran day off, essentially. And my first reaction to that, and I have to admit I didn't actually hear this, I just saw the verbatim quote here, I was like, that has to be a joke, right? This is a joke at the 25-year-old guy's expense, or, or what? Because, I don't know, a Veterans Day? That's something that you hear about a lot in the NFL, where, I don't know, a, a veteran like, I don't know, say Devontae Adams, the first guy who popped into my head, a veteran receiver... You know, he doesn't need to be out there for every single practice. He can take Friday off in order to, for, to be ready for Sunday. Now, maybe with a different quarterback, that's another question. But again, forget about my potentially bad example here. The point is, Veterans Days, if you will, don't really happen in college football. Now, maybe Jack Abraham is the exception because he's a little bit older, but to me, that would make me a little bit concerned about his status for not only anytime soon, but the entire season because, well, Jack sat out all of last season with recovering from post-concussion symptoms. And gosh, I hate to, I really, really hate to speculate here, but it does make you wonder if, if perhaps he's still struggling with that. And if that's the case, all I'll say about that is, 
There's a heck of a lot more things that are more important than football. And if he's still struggling with some kind of post-concussion symptoms there, well, then obviously Missouri is doing the absolute right thing by being careful with him and holding him out. But perhaps it is just, maybe he's just getting a day off. That would seem really, really bizarre to me, though, considering that Jack Abraham's barely been here. Was he been at Missouri for a couple months or something like that? So to me, he can use all the reps, all the experience, all the time actually around his teammates, especially the receivers that he can possibly get. So that was a real eyebrow raiser to me. And it makes me wonder, gosh, it starts to make Sam Horn look like more of a viable backup quarterback this season because, well, last season against Georgia, you know, I don't know that Tyler Macon had it, to be fair. And I thought Macon looked better in the spring game. I thought there were some encouraging signs there. And yet he also threw a really terrible interception in said spring game when he sort of unnecessarily dropped his arm angle down on a screen pass and the ball was taken back for an early pick six in that game. So I don't know if Macon's ready yet. And if Jack Abraham is is just not physically capable of playing, if he's not medically cleared right now, then Horn better be ready. That's all I can say. And that would explain even further why Brady Cook was named the starting quarterback much earlier than camp than anybody expected. If Jack Abraham is is just not quite there yet, if, if he's still struggling with any kind of symptoms there, then obviously you have to hold him out and, and just wait until he gets better, if he ever will. I mean, my goodness, that's a long time to be dealing with that and certainly wish him all the best if that's the case. I know I've been speculating a lot here and frankly, I hope I'm totally wrong. I hope none of that is the case whatsoever and maybe he's just got a, a twisted ankle he needed a day or two on. Again, this is the problem though. When Missouri gives us zero information and gives us cutesy little answers like, oh, he's having a veteran day off or whatever, what the heck does that mean? Why do we treat Missouri media and Missouri fans as if they're spies behind enemy lines or something like that? Do we really have to be cagey with the perhaps the second or third or even fourth string quarterback on the team right now? I don't know where exactly... Abraham fits because again they're giving us no indications whatsoever I mean my god if you're going to name the starter that early into camp what does it matter who the second string guy is you think the offensive analyst for Louisiana Tech is going to burn a ton of hours on on Jack Abraham or Sam Horn or Tyler Macon film I just don't really see it but again tech with the fans right that seems to be a running theme in college football And coming up on Friday, this past Friday, among several other times, I've said I expect Luther Burden will be a difference maker in the punt return game for Missouri this season, but based on Saturday, that may not be the case. Gotta say, though, if I'm Louisiana Tech's special teams coach, I'm looking at that report a little skeptically. So let's talk about that and more Mizzou football notes coming up right after these quick messages. Much to many people's surprise on Saturday, it was not Luther Burden returning punts and, well, by returning punts, let's say that very loosely. It wasn't as though there was an actual rush or anything of the sort. There was no gunners, nobody actually trying to 
a ta- tackle the return man. Let's put it that way. But it was Chris Abrams Drain who was back there as a punt returner. And I got to say, for as great as Chris Abrams Drain was last season as a defensive back in 2021, this immediately gave me flashbacks to Chris Abrams Drain in 2020 when he was mostly a complete disaster as a punt returner. Now, he didn't get a whole lot of opportunities in that season because, well, frankly, it went so poorly that they pulled the job from him. I believe he muffed two punts against LSU, at least one. Missouri was able to overcome it anyway. That's a pretty rare feat, but I just got to say, that's that's one of those things. If I'm actually a, a defensive coordinator, special teams coach, more likely for Louisiana Tech, Missouri's first opponent, or Kansas State, you know what? I'm still looking at film on Luther Burden from high school, I think, instead of so much Chris Abrams drain from two years ago. I, I'm just not really – that just seems like a bit of – since Missouri likes to not give us any information, well, that felt like a little bit of that too, and – Honestly, the interesting thing is if you're going to say, well, Burden's going to have a lot on his plate as a true freshman this season, yeah, he will, but at the same time, so will Chris Abrams drain. He's going to be expected to be Missouri's top corner, and this is going to be essentially another position for Chris. It's not as dramatic as going from wide receiver as a freshman to a slot corner last year, but moving from the slot to the outside, yet another defensive coordinator for this Missouri defense. He's just as important to the defense in some ways as Luther Burden will probably be to the offense this coming fall. So in a way, I guess it would be nice to find somebody on the roster, an explosive player who isn't going to be counted on to play that many snaps in non-special team situations. But again, in my opinion, Luther Burden is such a potential difference maker at that spot. And if you're Missouri... Gosh, just getting a, a touchdown or two out of the out of the return game at a at a crucial moment could be the difference between six and six, seven and five, eight and four, whatever it might be. And th- those are obviously massive, massive differences in terms of just fan interest, recruiting momentum, satisfaction, the whole deal. So I, I just I'd be surprised if it's not burden come week one. I really would, despite the reporting coming out of this past Saturday. And by the way, some Missouri linebackers, unfortunately, two of them out for the season with injuries. Chuck Hicks, who transferred from Wyoming kind of mid-last season, played very sparingly in 2021, was maybe going to push for some time this season on the second string. He's going to miss the whole season with a torso injury. Also, Carmica Glass, who's part of the 2022 recruiting class, he also had season-ending surgery on an existing injury. The thing with Carmica Glass is it doesn't seem like hardly anybody outside of Luther Burden is expected to play a big role from that true freshman 2022 class. Certainly, Carmica Glass would be among those, and Really, he was more of a, I would say, a developmental prospect anyway, even more so than most true freshmen because, well, he was sort of an out-of-nowhere signing, last-minute signing of that 2022 class. You know, Missouri's had guys like that that have paid off in the past, most notably maybe Charles Harris in the the, uh, the Gary Pinkle, Barry Odom eras, but, you know, 
that just wanted to pass those two things along. Not not huge news there, but just a couple season ending injuries at the linebacker core. All right, that'll do it for this edition of Locked on Mizzou. Can you believe we're only 10 days out from football, a week from Thursday? I personally can't wait, but if you need more hype for this football season, you got to check out Chris Gordy's Locked on SEC. Less than 30 minutes a day, he'll take you through the whole Southeastern Conference with experts from Locked on, all kinds of great guests. So again, make Locked on SEC your second lesson. All right, so until next time, I'm John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.